Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Real Life Real Crime Daily for Friday, February 17th. 2023, and I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Hey, guys. Did we enjoy Valentine's Day? Yes. No. <laughs> no. So, so, so I'm I knew you would say Every that. day is Valentine's Day with my wife. Did you get what you wanted? I get that every day. <laughs> did, did, did Cindy happen to listen to the show before... Uh, I know she listened to it. Uh, oh, she yeah, she made a comment about. Um, <laughs> I bet do, she did. We do celebrate Valentine's Day. I said, yeah, we do it every day. Put Vaseline on, outside the door now, too. <laughs> so, so oh, your your performance on the show did not impact performance later on that day. No, but uh, how did the uh, the card from your deceased loved one? Yeah, the 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 dog card. My cards went great to her. Yeah. That's right. good. She that's really, all she, that's she, what it's about. Right? Uh, she cried when uh, uh, when she got the card from uh, from the score. Dogs. Score. She cried because you didn't make her cry. And if I make my wife cry, she's not for good reason. <laughs> right. So I thought I was in big, and then I opened her card, which I'm actually uh, showing you guys. Isn't this great? So these are more than just a card, and you open it. So I rubbed it on my boobs to make it more special. You know, Mike was taking care of me. <laughs> it must have well, been. Well, no, 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 no. That's, that's the, that's the, this is the closest you're getting to anything. <laughs> so you hope she's not listening. <laughs> so you deserve more than just a card. And so I rubbed my boobs to make it more special. That's pretty, that's um, pretty cool. Yeah. That's yeah. the letting me know that. Love there it. wasn't going to be a lot of action. It ain't on, happening that night on uh, Valentine's <laughs> night. So we hope you all have, all had a great Valentine's man-made holiday. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, lots and lots going on out there. Unbelievable amount of crime in the news. We're going to start close to home because we've got some evolving uh, news tied to the Brooks case. Yes, y'all. I'm going to bring it to you straight up and, and fair. And, and KB on Washington has been arrested a third time for rape. And of course, KB on Washington is one of the suspects in Madison Brooks case. And as we told you last time, he was arrested again uh, for the alleged rape of a 12 year old in Livingston Parish where he was being held for no bond. And now he's been arrested again for a rape charge out of Baton Rouge. Um, and he's, I found out he's since been transferred to East Baton Rouge Parish uh, Jail and, and booked. But on top of that, the lawyers, which Ron Haley and he and I have a long and storied history, um, went to Channel 2 News and they released part of a video of Madison Brooks getting out of the car. Now, we're going to play this for y'all. I'm sorry that I offended you that bad. Yes, yes, get out, get out. Yes, I will. 
All right, so y'all just heard the audio of Madison Brooks as she's getting out of the car right before she was struck by a uh, rideshare driver and killed. Um, the lawyers, Ron Haley and the uh, the other two lawyers, are saying that, you know, obviously she was aware, et cetera. Well, guess what? Love you, Ronnie, but she can't consent at point three, whatever. And I know your defense is going to be that, well, her blood alcohol was still going up. You can't prove that it was actually point three one nine when when she had you're saying consensual sex, but it is what it is. So third rape charge for KBM Washington. Um we will keep you abreast of it. Our hearts go out to all the victims, uh alleged victims and our hearts go out to uh, these suspects families because you know they're hurting too. But you shouldn't call any 12-year-old a serial whore. And I'm going on record again for that because that pisses me off. So, Woody, the, each of these are treated as separate cases, is, and they would be adjudicated completely separately? Absolutely. Uh, uh, even though the two, Madison and the latest one, occurred in East Baton Rouge Parish, the third is in Livingston, but they're all, it's all separate victims, separate crimes, so they're not going to be tried together. Okay, so but when a grand jury looks at things, they look at it holistically. The grand jury, or no, they look no, okay. no, no, they would they, they won't be allowed to hear anything about the other alleged crimes. So, and I do believe that uh, Maddie's case is going to the grand jury today. Is what I heard. I'm not quite positive. But Hiller Moore is a fine DA, uh, um, even though he won't be prosecuting himself. But I do believe, I can't say how, but I think it's going to the secret grand jury today. Okay, so the only thing that will go to that grand jury is it's what happened that Madison's night with case. Reggie's uh, right. Madison. Right. Okay. And if that were to go to trial, it's a Baton Rouge. Right. East Baton Rouge. East Baton Rouge. Courtroom. Courtroom. And the the supposedly this latest victim um, had involvement with Reggie's also that that the this trio had been I can't say stalking Reggie's or whatever but that seems to be a place that they operated out of according to the new allegations. Well, it seems like it was a. A good place to find young, yeah, attractive yeah, girls. Uh, so we, we back in the day, we called that a meat market. A meat market, yes. A meat market. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. And so, in a situation where there's a a law that has that has an interpretation, which is, it doesn't matter what someone said if the the law is if their blood alcohol is X or higher, they cannot consent to anything. So. If you have a jury that's sympathetic to uh, young men who hear yes uh, from uh, a woman and hear a recording like uh, the one you just played where even at the end she was uh, obviously still uh, sort of talking about uh, uh, about sex, how did they how – did, how, how do you prevent the emotion, the the human element of a juror who, yeah, you tell me that's the law, but 
I just heard what I heard, assuming that, that was like an admissible thing in court. That that comes uh, with the, being an experienced trial lawyer, which is totally different than anything else in the world. Like Hugo Holland, the special prosecutor, they they, for lack of a better term, they put on a show when it comes to trial, and they will have taken all these factors in consideration and during voir dire or jury selection. They will certainly try to weed out people that are being sympathetic one way or another. They get to question each independent juror, like, as long as they want to. And a judge can make several strikes, et cetera. But at the end of the day, you there really is no answer for that. It comes down to 12 out of 12 have to convict. Okay. And, you know, our legal system is not perfect, but it's still the best in the world. And no matter what happens, I mean, let's just say somehow— He's acquitted in that case. That has no bearing on the other two whatsoever, right? Uh, officially, it doesn't, but the, it, I'm sure the prosecutors would take a, a, a look at it, you know, holistically. Wow. Okay. This is uh, getting more and more interesting. Yeah, and now I'm, I'm going to tell you what. It's not going to be the last you've heard of it because I guarantee you the one thing those guys did, I mean— we didn't have cameras back in our day, but if you got a video of her getting out of the car saying that, you got a video of her having uh, can't be sex because she couldn't consent. You have a video of the rape. The problem with that is they can think they can delete it, but the police, you better believe, are going to go do the phone, whatever they do now. Because I've, I mean, I've been out so many years, um, they have a way of retrieving deleted videos. Well, let's move on to the gift that keeps on giving from uh, my perspective. Our favorite member, our first member of the All Woody team is back in action. Shub Business was in business. Shub Business. On Tuesday. <laughs> and, so, and so for the audience, it, unless you've been living uh, you know, in a submarine, you uh, Shub Business should be familiar to you. We've talked about... Her multiple multiple times. Uh, Taylor Shabusiness is her is her name. Uh, she was enshrined on the All Woody team again as a, our, our first member. But here's a brief well, recap sorry. for anybody who's newer to the uh, to the show. It was early in 2022 in Green Bay, Wisconsin, where uh, police were called to a home on Stony Brook Lane. The caller reported finding her son's severed head in a bucket. Yes. The police learned that Taylor Shabusiness was the last person to be seen with the person whose head was in the bucket. His name was Shad Therian. Mm-hmm. They found Shabusiness at her home on Eastman Avenue, and she had lots of dried blood on her clothing. Police then searched Shabusiness's van where they found a crock pot box with additional human body parts, including legs, in the back seat. Right. We didn't cover that. No, I, that's I, the I first I saw that. I, I don't know. So they then obtained a search warrant for the home on Stony Brook Lane, which belonged to uh, Therian's mother. And in addition to the human head, they found a male organ. Exactly. In the bucket. That's so, love. Uh, so, yeah. The gift that keeps on giving. She wanted a, a real fleshlight 
sex toy. And then they also <laughs> they also found in a storage tote the upper torso of Mr. Therian. So oh. uh, head in a bucket, a male organ in a bucket, Did, didn't she the say, legs uh, in the back seat, and uh, the torso in a storage uh, tote. Originally, when they questioned her and they told her about the head in the bucket, didn't she say, oh, well, good luck with finding the rest of them? Yeah. <laughs> I, I've read that. Um, Bad luck. She, she originally, again, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap what happened way back back when, but she originally told investigators that she didn't mean to kill the victim. They were they were having sex. Uh, they were uh, on crystal meth. They uh, were using uh, toys and incorporating chains and things like that. And she was. Uh. Enjoying choking him so much that she just continued to do so. Yes, and uh, and so in the in the months since she was arrested, there have been lots of back and forth between prosecution and defense, as you might imagine. Defense taking the tact that uh, that uh, this woman is not of sound mind and she is not capable of. Uh, of functioning and, and standing trial. So basically, she not, is not mentally competent. Not true. The, the, and we discussed it before. If she had been found covered in his blood running down the street, that would be one thing. Naked, that would be one thing. If you, you, you took the time to dismember the body, it shows you are a sound mind. It doesn't mean you're not cray cray. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, it doesn't mean you're not cray cray, right, Jim? Oh, yeah. It, it, it just means. I mean, you're you're able to assist in your defense. Oh, well, let's, let's which will lead to the next part, right? Well, yeah. So she's yeah. back in court Tuesday, and she, she her business is a gift that keeps on. Her going. appearance did not disappoint her legion of fans. The uh, the the reason she was back in court was uh, uh, was another one of these uh, in the series of back and forths where her lawyer Quinn Jolly. Uh, was going to introduce testimony from an expert witness who was expected to testify that uh, that she was incompetent to stand trial. Uh, but for some reason, the witness didn't show. And uh, that got her angry. And her attorney, Quinn Jolly, was... Uh, was engaged in conversation uh, with the judge. In that conversation, he was able to push the proceeding that was supposed to take place on Tuesday back until May, which you would think would right. make her happy that it got kicked further, or at least it seems like it might make her happy. But it didn't make her happy. It set her off, and she jumped into action. And now Picture this, folks. I mean, the, the video's out there, so uh, so certainly search it and watch it. But she's in cuffs, seated next to her attorney, and she's able to torque herself to where you know she gets she gets over. Uh, she probably has a pretty good golf swing because she gets over on her <laughs> side, and I mean, she comes all the way through it with her hands cuffed and together, and lands a blow squarely. On her uh, on her attorney, you guys you guys have oh, seen yeah. that oh, one, yeah. right? Um, and so uh, he went flying, and, and immediately a sheriff's deputy was tackling Shabiznis and bringing her to the ground. Although I would say, watching that, if she'd have had just one arm, yeah, 
Sheeta <laughs> Sheeta won that Sheeta won yeah. that battle because she was she was on the bottom. He was getting back points, but she was still flailing away and uh, uh, she and landing was, some shots. Look, your business has some jujitsu training because right. she was wrapping her legs it's, around. That's him. all I thought of the MMA. Oh right. yeah, she was pulling his head actually, down. She knew what she was actually, doing. That's training from the pole. Remember, she was a stripper. Yes, <laughs> she would wrap those legs around the pole. She business to the main stage, and then he starts screaming for help. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, He's calling calling for backup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what came this over girl's this girl's handcuff? <laughs> what came over the scanner? This is one of the things that came over the scanner. But, but so I don't know if it was that deputy. I think it was another deputy that said, "Quote: They need a code three in branch two wrestling with Shabusiness." <laughs> <laughs> so they already know who Shabusiness is. They didn't, they didn't have That's to say it. Right. So look, code, we got to get Shabusiness for covers. Code three means balls to the wall, y'all. It's it, the shit's going down. So additional deputies come but, running but in. But called by name. Come come running in to uh, to get our uh, fair maiden under control, and after a few minutes, officers led she business out of the courtroom, and uh, they're saying no one was no one was hurt. Uh, court resumed. He's butt hurt. Court <laughs> resumed about ten minutes after the attack, and her attorney Quinn Jolly immediately asked. Uh, uh, Walsh is the judge name. Judge's name asked Judge Walsh if he could would withdraw from the case. Yeah, I bet he did. I bet he did. Yeah. <laughs> hey, your business, your stock just went way up and all. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. I think that the lawyer should have to declare himself a pussy officially. Right. Should have to go in front of the judge and say, "Yes, right. I'm a pussy, and, <laughs> and uh, I don't want any I want, more of this I want off. I want off uh, this case." So. Uh, he'll have to officially file. So I wonder if in the official filing he'll have to uh, declare himself a, uh, a pussy. But then, <laughs> I, th- then I, th- I think for our first piece of merch, we should have a T-shirt that says so your business. business. I, I think for our first trip, our first field coverage, we'd need to go to that trial. I like oh, those, yeah. I love to go to Wisconsin. I think yes. we, need to work, we need to work on the creative approach there, but yeah, for, yes. for, for, for sure. And We could wear shirts in the courtroom. We should <laughs> shit business. I'm with shit business. business. Not guilty, baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> I ain't saying she's not guilty. <laughs> shit business, you the business. Well, I, I, shit business to the main stage. I'm the one who says shit business to the main stage <laughs> with the legs wrapped around the deputy. <laughs> so, so wait a minute. I, I mean, there's she'd be winking at us I and think, stuff. I, I think she business had a plan you Tuesday in the courtroom, right? So, <laughs> so she asked deputies just a few minutes after everything happened, what happened? I bet she did. She apparently had no memory of yeah. what of what happened. <laughs> Yeah. And one of the deputies responded. Seems to be a pattern. <laughs> responded, yeah. you went off on your attorney, Taylor. Oh, he's on a first-name basis right. with her. So you mm-hmm. went off on your attorney, Taylor. You went crazy on your attorney. And so there she is pretending like she doesn't remember what happened mm-hmm. at what was supposed to be a competency hearing. So the next competency hearing will be adjourned until March 6th. Uh, which is when she was originally supposed to stand trial, and so uh, everything keeps keeps getting backed up. But you guys remember the the movie Primal Fear? It was uh, yes. Ed Norton. It was a great yeah, movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. The uh, last ten minutes, I was like, <gasps> I've been to- duped. Totally right. freaks you out. Yeah. So so uh, he is he's playing the I have a, a 
dual personality. I'm, you know, schizophrenic, and mm-hmm. it's it was my other personality that committed the murder, and he he screws up and gives away the tale in the in the end. But you know, I think I think Shabusiness is uh, is playing a bit of a possibly playing a bit of a game here, trying to uh, uh, convince us that she is that she is cray cray and the taking the shot at, at poor old, uh, uh, Quinn Jolly was just part of, of that plan. So. I just can't wait to the next court hearing. Yeah. I bet getting, you know, they have they're a, gonna like, have her, they're going to have her hand they have at a, the table. Right. But they have electric boxes now, the black handcuffs, the, the black box that goes over the handcuffs. So you can't mess with the keyholes. They now have electric shockers in those. Uh, so they can literally the deputy can be watching if she you know, even moves like a shocker. They're going to bring her out in like a Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, with kind the hood of, and everything. <laughs> she, she strapped might, into the chair, yeah. which we need to talk about the chair story today, but they, they, those chairs are real. Well, we'll uh, we will have uh, on location I team coverage for that event. Yes, on, uh, I'm going on, to Wisconsin on, on March, April anyway. On March 6th. So. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The story keeps evolving uh, on the, uh, the Michigan State front. Yeah, sad news. We had just learned when we recorded the other day, we had uh, just learned about the Michigan State tragedy that had unfolded the uh, the night before we recorded. And so we gave you everything we knew at the time. And now, two days later, there are uh, some updates and a, a story that's evolving here. We told you at the time that, uh, that they were, uh, that police were uh, confident it was a single uh, shooter and they were in uh, pursuit of that shooter. They were able to uh, get to that shooter, but that shooter decided to end his own life prior to uh, the police actually capturing him. And he did us all a favor and saved the taxpayers a lot of money. But um, we learned that a tipster had actually led the police to him. So they're, uh, they're, they're still trying to really figure out why this guy, 43-year-old Anthony Dwayne McRae, uh, opened fire on students at a campus, Michigan State, 
that he seemingly had no connection to. He didn't go to school there. He didn't have a, a relative, a girlfriend. A, he didn't have a, uh, a, a real uh, connection to, uh, to the school. The, uh, so far, three of those that were, that were shot have passed away. Uh, unfortunately, Junior uh, Alexandria Verner, Junior Ariel Anderson, and sophomore Brian Fraser, uh, all three obviously students at Michigan State, have passed away, and there remain five others in critical condition. So let's pray that that death toll does not go right, up. Right, hearts to the victims. What? Police found when they got to McRae was that he had a note in his pocket. And that note indicated a threat to two public schools in Ewing, New Jersey. Um, Again, unclear at this moment exactly what uh, the connection and uh, the rationale for attacking uh, this school uh, were but upon finding the note, the authorities got in touch with uh, the school in New Jersey, and uh, uh, that school took uh, significant precautions, let students out, and uh, uh, made sure that uh, that they felt uh, things were safe before uh, allowing students to come back. I believe yesterday they were able to uh, attend school again. It, it may be it may be today. Uh, this guy, this shooter, has, uh, you know, a history of mental uh, and uh, mental issues. Not shocking to uh, to any of you, I'm I'm sure. Um, and uh, he also has a criminal history. He was sentenced to one year probation in 2019 after being found guilty of possessing a loaded firearm. He was sentenced to one year of probation in 2019 after being found of possessing a loaded firearm. Woody, that's a felony. Mm, no, not really. It is. Uh, if he was a convicted felon in possession of a firearm, that would be Project Exile, and he would have done five years automatically. But that could be like a local charge. Like in Louisiana, there's open carry law, right? Uh, but if you conceal carry and you don't have a permit, then they can— they can hit you with that charge. That's not necessarily a felony. It's definitely not a felony unless, you know, unless he's on a school ground or in a bar room or some uh, somewhere firearms are prohibited. Well, he was released from supervision, so his probationary period ended in 2021, and he was allowed to purchase a weapon after that. Yeah, I, I don't agree with that. Well, and that's why I said felony because one of the reports coming out of a TV station in Detroit indicated that uh, one of the soft on crime DAs had uh, had the opportunity to put him away for a number of years based upon him committing a felony, chose not to, and... Uh, not only released him, but released him to where he could 
we're, you could actually we're, acquire we're, a weapon. We're speculating because certainly a DA, it, it could have been a felony charge of some type, and the DA could have pled it down to that just to get it off the docket. But if it was a felony arrest and conviction with the sentence on it, he would not have been allowed to purchase a firearm. Right. He never got more than probation from the That's original. A, yeah, but you can you can get put on probation for a felony. But it can also be a misdemeanor. One of the really just strange things uh, that uh, that came out in the aftermath of this, and you think about horrible luck for someone, is that a Michigan State student who was in a building right across from where he began shooting by the name of Claire Papulius was actually a student at Sandy Hook during that tragedy uh, a decade ago. And so um, that is uh, that is pretty shocking that uh, that that could happen uh, to the same person twice. Sad. Anyway, we'll keep following this one and let you know of any additional developments. All right. So a Pennsylvania woman claims to be an Egyptian goddess, and she's mm. accused of setting a home and a chicken coop on fire. <laughs> Can't make that shit up. Killing one. So a 43-year-old woman faces 30 charges, including second-degree murder for allegedly setting a home on fire, which killed a 75-year-old man. Now, according to a statement, police and fire department officials responded to a fire after an occupant escaped out of a second-story window and called for help from a neighbor's house. Three firefighters were injured while extinguishing the blaze, and a deceased male was located in the home. An autopsy revealed the man died from smoke inhalation, and a search of a home showed there were traces of accelerants at the foot of the stairwell. Nice. A little bit of gasoline. Right. So police said detectives learned Heather Evans was seen leaving the home right before the fire. The next day, Evans reportedly set a fire to a chicken coop that she felt needed to be removed. Police said the coop was engulfed in flames minutes after she left. Then it gets better, Woody Everton. Then a few days later, a garage on Crawford Avenue caught fire. Police said physical evidence allegedly placed Evans at the scene of the last two fires in addition to being seen at the home. She was arrested on charges of second-degree murder, aggravated arson, arrested on charges of burglary, causing and risking catastrophe even. Who knew that was a charge? Yeah. But, hey, Heather Evans, she's all about it. I guess it could have burned down the whole neighborhood or every chicken coop in the neighborhood. <laughs> That's right. The great San Francisco fire, right? That's right. And they weren't dumb with her. They also charged her with cruelty to animals and recklessly endangering another person. Now, in a serious note, the victim who died in the fire was identified as Mark Stewart. According to the affidavit, Following the chicken coop fire, investigators reportedly found a note with a drawing of a pentagram in the message, depart from me and my loved one, ye cursed into everlasting fire. Oh, my God. I wonder if she's talking about the chickens or the $9 eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Investigators reportedly discovered a similar note at the garage fire. Evans says she set the coop 
and garage ablaze and left the notes because it was part of her being a white witch. Nice. Yeah. She is. Which, which really covers it, covers it. I mean, I don't think we have to get racial about witches. I mean, I'm a white witch. You're a witch. You're a witch. She gives. Well, she didn't want to be accused of a green witch. I guess. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. I know about Wicca and I don't, they don't have race involved in it as far as I know, but she gives white witches everywhere a bad name. Yeah. All I can say is you're not in Kansas anymore. She's an attractive Tater. lady though. Did you yeah, see that? She's really, really, um, Special. She's not as good looking as Shabizness. No, no, it's even not, Shabizness it's not close. being locked up so long. Shabizness Taylor. Still looks better than that. I know you're listening. Taylor. Yeah, y'all, we're not um, sex, sexist and all that bullshit. We're just looking at these pictures. Yeah, so Evans, right. So she told police, in addition, that she was a meth addict. Imagine that. And when she uses it, she believes she's the Egyptian goddess Isis. ISIS. <laughs> I, that's something bad on so many levels. Dude, there are people in this world like right. that. Yeah. Wow. Egyptian goddess. I'm going to see how that works out for her in the jail cell. I'm going to tell you what. On Real Life, Real Crime Daily, we bring it all to you, folks. We, we don't you, hold nothing back. We bring you the heat, even to the chicken coop. <laughs> even to the chicken coop. I'd be pissed if somebody burnt my chickens, but I don't have them anymore because something ate them when I was out of town. Yeah. So... We'll keep I you posted. Slightly different mental picture of Egyptian goddesses. So yeah, we'll to, right. We'll have to work well, our way, work our way through that one. All right, y'all. I'm gonna tell you about. It's kind of a stupid story. Uh, it's, it's not stupid. It's just <laughs> stupid though. So it's Oregon alcohol regulators under investigation for diverting rare bourbon for personal use. And I don't blame them. Yeah, basically. What this says, and I'm going to sum it up for you in a nutshell to save you a little bit of your life and brain space, <laughs> is that these cops do what cops oftentimes do, swim, someone who isn't me. Uh, they take advantage of their, their position and you know, bless themselves a little bit. And so what these, what these guys were doing, uh, they – sent rare bottles of bourbon to specific stores where they would place reservations to buy the salt after libations and pick it up once off duty without the public having a chance to beat them to it. And y'all, they <laughs> it's even like Pappy Van Winkle, which can cost thousands of dollars per bottle. It, 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 we're talking about liquor like that. We're not talking about um, cool breeze or, or Colt 45. Yeah. We're talking about works every stuff. time. So basically they were, Using their position and knowledge that these rare whiskeys are being delivered, they were ordering them ahead of time before the public got to order them, even though they were paying full price for them. Yeah, they, they were but still, Pappy Van Winkle is so rare that it's like, yeah. you, you yeah, know, I mean, it's like you buy it full price, but then it's worth ten times that in two yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah. So it's an investment; the gift keeps on giving. But the, um, I get it. You though. know, they said that. The documents revealed that the agency's distribution manager said the rare liquor diversions were a long-standing practice at the agency with the tactic approval of the executive director. So, end of the day, uh, they've been doing it forever, and they just got busted. And if I was from Oregon, which I'm not, I would be pissed, too. Yeah. 
Did you know that Mike uses Pappy Van Winkle as his mouthwash after he brushes I, his I teeth? I thought he used it for his hair gel. <laughs> his hair gel. <laughs> <laughs> It would be wasted on me. You know I wouldn't know the difference we between. Need, we, need a, uh, we need a BAC machine for Mike when he comes here in the mornings. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to find any Pappy Van Winkle on me. No Pappy Van Winkle. No for Pappy. You. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. Oregon is the gift that keeps on giving to. Yes. I love you, Oregonians. Well, it's that time of the week, guys. Yes. You know what time that is? Yes. Game time. And guess what? If you go back to the Super Bowl bet, not only do I get a case of Shana Bach, I and get two, two points, points ahead. Wait, yes, wait, have does. you been paid? No, no, no. That I, I'm a, I'm such a good guy that I'm gonna invite all three of y'all to drink that case of beer with me. It won't last for about twelve minutes. I need probably. to go back. I'm and, still trying to locate. I need to go back easy. and listen because I thought I they was... they don't sell it by the case. They only sell it by twelve packs. Yeah. Well, and they, usually you, get, you can only find the six packs. Yeah. So I got about four six. Packs. When Dixie and Walmart generally carry the twelves. Now that explains why I can't find it. I don't yeah. shop at Walmart. <laughs> I asked my wife the other day because Walmart delivery now. I said, well, I wonder what it's like for someone to go actually go to a grocery store nowadays. She said, I'm not trying to find out. <laughs> <laughs> I think we single-handedly keep Walmart delivery in business. <laughs> Walmart delivery, give us a shout-out. We'll sponsor you, or you can sponsor us. Well, you guys remember how our jail pretty game works? Yes. Yes. Okay. I, and I'm going to suck at this because I'm bad with names. Well, I've I've tried to address one of your major concerns in uh, in one of the categories here, but so we're basically we're playing Jeopardy, and uh, our two categories for today are one, who played the private eye, and so going to describe a private eye from a TV series, and uh, give you information about that private eye in that series. And you're going to tell me the actor or actress who played that role in that series. Can you say their name or their actor name? Or does it have to be their actual name? Since last time you guys gave me a hard time about asking you for character names, we are asking you for the actual actors' names here. Okay. Okay. Right. Two to nothing. I'm going That's category one. one. I know that anyway. Woody has a two nothing advantage. Yes. He um, also has OCD on names. We also didn't solve our, even though we had listeners give us great ideas Name on blockage. how to solve our buzzer. Uh, problem. Hey, we want to thank y'all too for loving this. Uh, well, we don't need a buzzer for Jeopardy. Yes, we did. Oh, just hit the table or something. Because the, even though somebody controls the board, both can answer the question, and so right, it's the right. first person to. Uh, we uh, we know at home y'all are playing along with us. We have had overwhelming response to these games. I mean, I'm serious. You wouldn't believe the, the freaking messages that I get. They're like, I can't believe you didn't get that, or I was screaming out the answers and whatever. So thank y'all for listening, and, and, and I actually enjoy this. Yeah, even though Jim wins most of the time. Okay, well, <laughs> here's what we can do because we can always go back and check the audio. So yell boom. All right. If right. you are buzzing in to answer the question, the uh, the second category. So if one category is who played the PI, and I have a 100, a 200, a 300, right, 400, right. 500. And then the other category is alphabet agencies. So these would be agencies within the U.S. government. 
Gotcha. All right. Okay. So you might get um, that one. Might. So what? Uh, what I need you to do, what you're going to need to do is, let's say the clue was FBI, you would have to tell me what FBI stands for. Full body inspector. Yeah. Female body inspector. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, ladies. That, that wouldn't have been Sorry, a correct answer, but I think you guys get it. Okay. So <laughs> since last time we played this game, Jim won. Woody gets the board yeah, first yeah. and can pick the first, first category. Mess. I'm going with that second category about government right. stuff. Okay. For a thousand. We don't have to buy a vowel. So wait. Man, a light turn a letter, please. Okay. Wait, you got a two point advantage, but they're five hundred point questions. So I <laughs> yeah. that that uh, winning that bet's not gonna get you that far. <laughs> can I spread that out over some different games? <laughs> okay. Here it is. Remember, yeah. remember, right. you have to yell boom, boom yeah. into your mic. Yep. We serve as the nation's source for maritime intelligence and go by the three letters. Boom. Oh. Jim? CIA. That is a wrong, that is an incorrect answer. I'll finish the question for Woody. You don't have to answer. We serve as the nation's source for maritime intelligence and go by the three letters O-N-I. I choose not to lose my 500 points. Eh, okay. Do I lose 500? Yes. Yes, you do. The correct answer is Office of Naval Intelligence. Duh. O-N-I. Okay, what do you still have the board? All right, so it was same category, 400. We get no support from the current president, but try and protect U.S. borders anyway. Boom, Jim. Boom. Jim was first again. The Border Patrol. That's an incorrect answer from Jim. Let me finish the question. We get no support from the current president, but try and protect U.S. borders anyway. We are known as ICE. Immigration. Who is the Immigration Customs Enforcement? Woody, Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Plus 400 for Woody. Jim, yeah. minus 900. Woody has 402, and Jim has minus 900. This, I'm, I'm, this will need to be the a comeback of epic I'm, I'm proportions. I'm with the same category. I'm about to run the table. Okay. Come back, kid. The $300 question under alphabet agencies. We'll stop you if you try to bring liquid through security. Boom. Woody? This asshole's at the airport. The, um, hold on. The TSA. But what does TSA stand Transportation for? Security Agency. Who is the Transportation Security Agency? That is incorrect. Uh, well, do you have an answer, Jim? We'll finish your question. We'll stop you if you try and bring liquid through security. We are the TSA. <sighs> I don't have an answer. Okay. It's Transportation Security Administration. Oh, fuck. 
So they got to be different than everybody else. So Woody is down to a hundred and two, and Jim is still at minus nine hundred. Woody, you still have the board. He, he guessed and got it wrong there. No, I never guessed. You never I guessed. Oh, okay, okay, good answer. All right, so one hundred. <laughs> You're skipping the two hundred dollar question. I'm sorry, two hundred. <laughs> um, we help people after natural disasters. Boom. Who is the Federal Emergency Management Agency? FEMA. That is a correct Damn. answer. FEMA, the Did Federal Emergency Management Agency. Woody on fire today. 302 to, to minus 900. You want to clean up the category? Yes, please. Okay. The I'll one. clear out. What do they say? I'll close out the category for 100, please. <laughs> I'd like to buy a vowel. Yeah. You, mean, you may need to buy several vowels. We were created in 1953 and go by the three letters NS. Who is the National Security Agency? NSA, National Security Agency. Woody. Racking. We found a Woody category. I broke into Mike's house last night and scanned all this shit. It's all over but the crying now. Category. Jim is going to need a serious rally. Watch this. So the other category. But the board board is still controlled by Woody. I'm going to this category for 500. Okay. This is a hard one. (laughs) My show aired from 1993 to 2005 and won 84 awards, including 16 primetime Emmys. My character, Andy Sipowitz, didn't exactly glamorize. God damn, I watched it. It's, uh, what is Law and Order? No, I, I know who Andy Sipowitz is. I can see his heavyset fellow. But, but you have to okay. name his you, you the act? We're actually not looking for the show name. We're looking for the actor's name. Oh, well, fuck. I don't know. So, <laughs> so that was probably not a smart risk for the leader of the game to take. Negative 102, just like that. And, and you're still four, negative 900. His 402 eight. becomes a uh, negative 98, I believe. Shit. I thought I was doing the. Uh, no, it's negative 102. So I got the show right, right? Um, you. I don't well, know you, you, never, you never said the name of the show. Law, law and Order. Oh, you did say Law and Order? No, that's not the name of the show. Yeah, that's what I meant. But I don't, I don't shouldn't be giving clues to... Uh, the, let me read the rest of the clue. So, my show aired from 1993 to 2005 and won 84 awards, including 16 primetime Emmys. My character, Andy Sipowitz, didn't exactly glamorize the life of a police officer. I don't have an answer. Dennis Franz would be the actor. What's the name of the show? Played in it's NYPD Blue. Shit, I knew that's what it was. Yeah. I actually quit watching cop shows when I became a cop. I remember that day. Uh, Woody, you still have the board, even I, though the game has tightened. No, uh, how does he? Have, oh, because I didn't have. An you answer. have to answer that's the question right, correctly. Right. To take so the let's board go for four hundred, please, Alex. For four hundred, there are actually. Two possible answers to this question, and this is a daily double, so you can actually get as much as 800 points if you give both correct answers. And here's the question. They played the same private investigator 
who works out of the Hawaiian estate Boom. of the... Jim is here with 800 on the line. Tom Easiest Selleck. in the world. Tom Selleck would be one correct answer. Do you care to try for the second? Betty Dunn. No. No answer. No answer for the second. Nobody watching the, the new Magnum no. P.I. Uh, where Jay Hernandez is the actor's name that plays Thomas Magnum. So the, the rest of the question was, they played the same P.I. who works out of the Hawaiian estate of the mysterious and famous author Robin Masters, but they did it 40 years apart. Yeah. So it's negative 500 and negative 102 for Woody. I could steal. No, it's wait, negative, wait, wait, wait. negative 500. God, is Jim all over the scoreboard? Wait, negative you were, ne- you were negative 900 and you just got 400. So you're now no, negative you got 500. Two points. I know, but that, that, that would be to my detriment. Oh. So you'd be minus 502. What? Don't worry about it. I got it. Woody's on the job and you'd be negative 100. Right. Oh, that's the way you're choosing to look at it. You have so, a chance. Okay. Okay. Um, you gave a correct answer, Jim. So you now have the board. Ooh. We have a hundred, a three hundred. Uh, we have a hundred, a two hundred, and a three hundred questions I'll, still available. I'll spin. <laughs> oh, I will take three hundred. <laughs> she played Veronica Mars in the CW series Veronica Mars which ran from 2004 to 2007 and was brought back for 2019. She hangs with Dax Shepard. I have no idea. Pass. No Veronica Mars fans. I don't even watch TV. Not well, the Dax, TV. But the Dax Shepard thing was like, nope, oh, no idea. Pass. We know it's you do. It's your time. <laughs> <laughs> The lovely and talented Kristen Bell would have been the correct answer. I, don't know I still don't know this. Really? Nope. I'm about to Google her. I know a lot of people in our audience know exactly who Kristen Bell is. Okay. We have a $100 and a $200 question remaining. And Jim, you have the board. I want to go ahead on the record and say you lost. Woody just did some quick math. Well, if Woody misses, then I get correct. Well, that's, that's possible, so too. So you, you have a chance. So Woody's, Woody's going to sit Woody's there and not shut open the I have a mathematical <laughs> chance. Yeah. 200. One of my favorite shows. I had a healthy disregard for conventional morality. But during my 14 years working with CTU, I, fa- I foiled many terrorist attacks and assassination attempts. Every season captured exactly one day of my life. Boom. Oh, Kiefer saw the one 24. What did he go Some of that. Jim thought he had all kinds of time because he thought you weren't going to so even make an attempt. So zero. No, it was 200, right? So it was plus 100. Woody comes in and takes Kiefer off the table. Wow. We have one question left, and it's... Meaningless, so I will just read it. His character, Nash Bridges, ran the special investigation. Boom! 
what is Don Johnson? <laughs> or who is Don Johnson? Yeah, or yes. who is, yeah. So Jim well, gets 100 on the last question and ends with minus 402. Woody to, ends with plus 100. To Woody's 100. Golly, that was a spanking. Woody's right. on a roll. Jim, we may, we may need to bring in a consultant, someone to uh, <laughs> you know, someone to do a little uh, – a little coach. The alphabet guy. Hey, uh, yeah, some of your fans, and I know you know, a lot of y'all are listening to this and you like it, send in some questions to Mike. Uh, um, and <laughs> they don't like Mike's questions. No, no, no. I'm saying because I want, I want to keep it uh, fresh and going and it gets the fans involved. Well, here's a, a little interesting tidbit. You know, when you live in Los Angeles as many years as uh, as I lived in Los Angeles, you uh, you tend to bump into, in the normal course of life, not A-list or B-list celebs, but right. D-list celebs, C-list celebs. You know, the guy that you know you recognize him, but you're not quite sure right, like, from from what. what but you know, you, you know they're like an actor. John right? Jeremy. So I had <laughs> Ron Jeremy. Ron, Ron, Ron Jeremy. Jeremy. <laughs> no, something no, about no, no, that's it. He's an A-lister, by the way. I had. I happened to have uh, a neighbor. Uh, by the name of Max Martini, any of you, uh, you know, no. go go look up uh, Max. Max has been in uh, a lot of shows. Can you get years. his autograph? And uh, but Max uh, was oftentimes a uh, a guest on cop shows or military related stuff. He's uh, uh, you know in shape, uh, handles a gun, uh, all that kind of stuff. And Max was. Uh, Max landed a gig on CSI Miami. We were talking about NYPD Blue before and Andy Sipowitz, but one of the major characters from that show, major actors, was a guy by the name of David Caruso. Do you guys remember yeah, Caruso? Yeah, the red headed That's the only guy. time I ever watched that shit. Right, the red headed guy. The rest of my career, I always heard about uh, Darren Voidier, who watches CSI. And then the, the attorney says, that shit ain't real. Okay, well, you you hear occasionally about some of these people whose you know whose stardom kind of goes to their head a little bit, and then they negotiate weird things into into contracts. Well, Max, uh, my friend Max Martini, has red hair, and he's actually playing a dead guy. I mean, you see him in a scene, he gets killed in the scene, and then you see him again on a stretcher as they're wheeling him away, and and uh, Caruso's character in CSI Miami, is it Hector or something like that? I forget what the heck his first name is. Anyway, he's supposed to, in the scene, uh, lift the, uh, the sheet. sheet away from Max's face and identify who he is. Well, when he does that, he's horrified to find out that the guy has red hair. On his contract, clearly states he's the only person with red hair oh that is allowed God. to be on screen yeah. oh at a particular God. time. Yeah, that's all. Fuck with contracts. That's stupid. So Max had a get over yourself. Max babe, had to do a little. Uh, they had to do a little emergency hair color change on. Uh, why don't Max get somebody I'll, else to lay down? I'll. Uh, I should find out what the name of that, of that episode was, but yeah. <laughs> That was David God. Caruso from you, NYPD. You don't have to find out the name of it. Most redheaded dudes <laughs> I know are like that. <laughs> only redheaded. They all guy. got a little arrogance to them. Uh, Woody has the beard thing in, I wonder in, if his, he's, in his contract. Yeah. Is, I'm not allowed to grow up. Ladies, let, let us know if he, David Caruso is a true redhead. <laughs> <laughs> that, that guy's a true redhead. 
Why did you ever thought about that? There's not a chance he's not a true red. <laughs> you probably, I'm sure you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to leave that one. All right, before we get out of here, we always bring you the best in news. Y'all know that, especially the the current news that you know from around the nation every day. And we've got one that you're going to need to hear about right now. An Alabama inmate who froze to death in jail was likely forced into a freezer as punishment, according to a new federal lawsuit. Walker County jail officials allegedly placed Anthony Tony Mitchell in a restraint chair in the jail's kitchen's walk-in freezer and left him there for hours, possibly as punishment for deputies who had time with Tony, according to the complaint. Now, he died on January 26th while Tony laid naked and dying of hypothermia in the early morning hours. His chances of survival trickled away. Numerous corrections officers and medical staff wandered over to his open cell door to be entertained by his condition. Uh, and this is true, y'all. This is not made up. Photos included in the complaint show officers handling Mitchell, who appeared to be limp, in various areas throughout the jail. The physician who examined Ms. Mitchell wrote the following. I am not sure what circumstances the patient was held in in incarceration, but it's difficult to understand a rectal temperature of 72 degrees. 72 degrees. That's comfortable, y'all. While someone is incarcerated in jail, the cause of his hypothermia is not clear. It is possible he had an underlying medical condition resulting in the hypothermia. I do not know if he could have been exposed to a cold environment. I do believe the hypothermia was the ultimate cause of his death. Now, Mitchell was originally arrested on January 12th when they received a phone call from his concerned family members saying Mitchell made statements insinuating that he could harm himself or others. Mitchell immediately brandished a handgun and fired at least one shot at deputies before retreating into a wooded area behind his home. A SWAT team team finishing up a training session responded to the scene at the 33-year-old's home and found Mitchell in a metal structure in the woods behind the home and took him into custody. Mitchell had a history of drug addiction. He lived alone after his father died, and in 2022, his mother would start paying all his bills and drop all food for him. The 33-year-old's cousin, who was the last person to interact with him prior to his arrest, said Mitchell was delusional and lost about 90 pounds. The lawsuit alleges that the Walker County authorities violated Mitchell's civil rights and ultimately ended his life by improperly training, retraining, instructing, supervising, and disciplining jail officers. Yeah, okay. A couple thoughts real quick. One, the temperature, you you would think 72 is comfortable, okay? It's fucking not the yeah that was a joke. I, I sleep with it, yeah I sleep with it uh, like uh, on the air on sixty seven right but when I was at state police and they had a massive workout facility but this all, is your internal body temperature I understand was, uh, so this is gonna make it even better yeah the massive workout facility including an indoor swimming pool and the indoor swimming pool they kept it at seventy eight degrees now I'm a diver. The, I don't normally wear a, a wetsuit in, in 80 plus degree temperature water. That's every time I jumped in that state police pool to swim laps at 78 degrees, my shit shrunk. Like, 
bad. It was cold. <laughs> so for you to get an internal temperature of 72, that's bad. But now let's go back a step further. For you, and I guarantee you most of you don't know, a restraint chair, it looks almost like a wheelchair that's laid back at a little bit of an angle, and they strap you down to it. Your arms are strapped down. Your feet are strapped down. Your body strapped down in the middle so you can't lurch forward or backwards, and they e- even put a spit hood on you, okay? Um, I love to use them. You know, when I bring in somebody that's fighting the whole time, the jail, before the jail, I would help. Before I left the jail, I couldn't book them, obviously, when they're in that stage when they're still fighting, being combative. So we put them in a restraint chair. And the purpose of that is, or somebody says, you know, when during the book process, you say you're going to, you feel like hurting yourself. Yeah, boom, break out the restraint chair. So they strap them down. And a lot of times they're high or whatever. And they'll set them in the hallway where they can monitor them from the control room until they just chill the fuck out. Now, the, Bad pun intended on this one. I could tell you why they put him in the freezer. He wouldn't shut the fuck up. What's more quiet than a walk-in cooler? And so I'm sure he was, like I said, had a history of of drug abuse, et cetera. I'm sure he was a frequent flyer known to them. And they were like, "Mm, we're going to fix his ass. And, yeah, I've, I've done that. But I didn't. I mean, not, I've never put anybody in a walk-in freezer, but I put, I put them in the chair on purpose because they're an asshole, right? Yeah. And, and But you know what? It was in the policy and procedure. They were being an asshole. We restrain them. You don't want to sit in that fucking restraint chair. I've had to train in it and sit in it. It is not a nice thing, not even for 30 minutes, much less. How long did it take for him to get an internal body temperature of 72 degrees? And they're taking photographs of shit with him. They need to go to prison. Uh, Woody, this is not um, when cops refer to putting someone on ice. This is not no, the, no, 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 this no, is no. not what no. happens. For the record, I've never known of any cops to ever put anybody in a walk-in cooler ever. I mean, it's, that's just fucking outrageous. Unprecedented. Yeah. Seventy-two. Yeah, so I think that was uh, DiCaprio's temperature in Titanic when they yeah, right, pulled right, him out of the, right, out of the yeah. water. I mean that's 72. that's cold. I'll dude. never let go. But, you know, you have from there average was plenty 98 of points, room for him up on that floating chair or whatever. Seventy two. Yeah, it's bullshit. Twenty six degrees that, that your body had to drop down on the inside. Yeah, so it was cold. That's that's after he get, they took him to the hospital, and this doctor's like, uh, "This dude be chilled, right? Yeah, yeah. Like in a bad way." Fuck no, them. No. That's bullshit. If I was that family, I mean, no, no amount of money could bring it back. But those those people need to be held criminally liable, Agreed. especially if you're taking photos, selfies, and shit with him. Agreed. And hey, y'all, look, Monday coming up, we're gonna have a special Mardi Gras yeah. episode of Real Life Real Crime yes, Daily. It, it actually be on Lundy Gras, but yep. you. From the South, no, especially in South Louisiana, no, that's the day before Fat Tuesday. It's going to be all about Mardi Gras crime and uh, personal experiences. Make sure you tune in before you enjoy your parade, hey, your king me, cake. Throw me something, mister. Throw me something. Show me something. I was going to say, you want, is, you want these beads, mama? Mike didn't even Mike, it's a Louisiana thing. You That's get right, it. Hey, you live down there now. Yeah, I'm anxious coming, to learn, boys. I'm anxious to learn. Your house. You never be the same. Hey, but we love and appreciate each every one of y'all. Thank you for liking and sharing and all your comments. It's fire. 
the even the bad comments you send that you know it's mostly my fault but the no the, the guy who the, told me i needed to go g-e-a-u-x that's <laughs> really <laughs> hurt me that's a louisiana turn, turn too but for if, if hey if you leave us a review if we're in your day so bad you want to leave a one-star review please go ahead and do it the, mm-hmm. the rest of you leaving the fives or whatever we love those too it helps us uh but i'm gonna tell you this Real Life Real Crime Daily is here to stay, baby, because our numbers are through the roof, and that's because of y'all, and we love and appreciate each and every one of you. Amen. And until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. For Real Life Real Crime Daily, peace. Shaw business. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.